guys. Welcome back to Book Talk Made Me, the podcast where we talk about all your favorite books from Book Talk. So we're back today to talk about one of Book Talk's most favorite authors, JLA. You know her from your From Blood and Ash series, which we've covered extensively on this podcast. But today we're talking about the second book in her series with Sarah and Nikdos, which is the precursor series to the From Blood and Ash series. So today we're talking about the second book, which is called A Light in the Flame, which the previous book was called Something in the Ember. Help me out. A Shadow. A Shadow. You know, you know me in these titles. They're all wishy-washy together. But we're talking about book two. And I do want to say, if it's been a while since you have read book one, go back to our podcast and listen to the recap. Because even though we are the ones who did that recap, book two throws you right back into it. So this little refresher is going to be very, very helpful. But before we get into it, of course, I'm Caitlin, joined by my host, Hilda and Bridget. Hi. Hi. Now, we all have lots of thoughts and feelings on this one. But before we we talk about all of that, by the time you guys hear this, it will have been Thanksgiving. American Thanksgiving would have already happened. But of course, it's a time where we give thanks to everyone. And we just wanted to say a quick thank you. Quick thank you to you, dear listener, for listening in and coming on with us on this podcast journey. Thank you to anyone who's ever left us a review or interacted with us on Instagram or sent us a DM. You guys really give us, you give us strength to go on because between us, we are three gals with three full-time jobs, three fur babies, and five kiddos. And we do this for fun. So anytime you guys leave us a message, it really makes our hearts happy. And we know that we are doing it for our people, which is you guys. So that's my little sappy, sappy thank yous. Oh, that was so sweet, Caitlin. Well, you know. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Also very impressed that you were able to pull out how many fur babies and kids we had. Yeah. Total in like a span of two seconds. I was like, thank you. Like, thank you. Doing the math, I was like, impressive. wow, she's right. <laughs> I don't even okay. know. <laughs> okay. Where, okay. Do, we, where do we start? Hilda, Hilda, I think, has a good recap for Here's us that she would good, like to share. Like, 10 second, two oh, minute. I don't know. Before you do up. that, this is your prerequisite for spoiler warning. We are going to talk about everything that happened in this book. So if you haven't read yet, don't want to know, uh, go check out the recap episode. I'm telling you that's really going to help you. I should have re-listened to it myself because, again, this book throws you right back into it. And it was a little bit of disorienting to figure out what was up, who was bad, where are we in time. It was disorienting. Okay, Hilda, hit us. Okay, so the book literally picks up where it ends off in book one and it's still Sierra and Nikdos talking to Holland and Penelope and she's basically finding out that she has the embers of life in her there's a lot of like dramatics and explanation so in all of this Sierra decides hey maybe I wasn't born and raised to kill Nikdos I was born and raised to kill Colas so she goes and runs off into the woods, runs into some shades, which are actually kind of creepy fuckers, if I do say so myself. <laughs> yes, it's a great explanation. And surprise, Nikdos shows up. He goes all primal on the shades, and he's also pissed as hell at Zira. He brings her back, obviously. She comes up with a deal for him because they decide that they're going to remove the embers from her because apparently this is possible. Oh, wait. Okay, so remember, I think I told you this, Bridget. I was like, God, this whole thing about he can't love is super dramatic. And so I'm like, annoying. So dramatic, so annoying. So apparently, it's not just Nikdos not wanting to tap into his feelings. Apparently, he had his cardia removed. Now, I don't know what the cardia is. 
You don't know what the cardia is, but apparently it houses his feelings. Love. His ability to love. His ability to love has been removed. Correct. The part of his soul that is capable of love has been removed. So he's able to care deeply for people, but he is not able to love, which I think is full of bullshit. But whatever, you know. I mean, it's not just dramatics, I guess. He technically removed it. So Sierra's like, yep, I'm going to die. And then he's like, well, maybe you're not going to die because we're just going to have the embers removed. So she strikes a deal with Nikto's that before they remove the embers, she wants to go visit her stepsister, Ismeria, right? Ezra? Ezra, yep. She wants to train because she, you know, she needs some physical activity. And she wants to enter into a relationship pleasure for pleasure's sake. I.e. she wants to keep on boinking Nikdos because, well, he's not letting her boink anybody else and she doesn't want to boink anybody else. So what are you well, going to do? Boinking Boinked commence. away. Yeah. And they do. There's plenty of boinking. Which I appreciated. Yeah. It was it was pretty good boinking. It was good stuff. So clearly they're falling in love without falling in love because he can't fall in love. So they go to the pools, which apparently I don't, pools of something. Nikdos can't go. Because he can't. There's a lot of stuff there. She goes with Nectus. They meet or they go to the pools. She reveals that she almost um, took her own life when she failed at like 17, which was really like, that's terrible. And then the pools reveal that this god of divination that they need to tell them how to remove the embers from her is hanging out in Ireland. I think that's what you call it. With Princess Kaylee, who had previously been betrothed to Tavius, her asshole of stepbrother. Fun fact, apparently Kaylee's last name is Balfour. Does I that did sound like familiar this. to you? I did like this call. I out. did not I did not like this. I thought I thought it was kind of annoying. I was like, you're just tying it back too much. Like, yes, I recognize it. Uh, but like technically Penelope Poppy is not related to this person. But technically you're making points you're making points here <laughs> but anyways okay so they go they find this they go to wherever she is in Ireland. they find this god i forget what his name is and then he tells them what they're supposed to do except i think he tells them that they really don't have an option i forget yeah he, he said your fates are all intertwined but they all end the same way which is in your death either you take the embers out and you die or you don't take them out and you die those are yeah. those are your options. So not a lot of good options. So remember, she was going to get crowned as the consort, but Colas sent a message. I think this actually happened before they went to Ireland. He was like, hey, yeah, no, I need to give my blessing so you guys can't get married until I give you my blessing. So Colas eventually summons them to, what is it, Dalos? Delos? Delos. And they get to Delos, and of course... Delos is really beautiful, but you can just tell that something's wrong. And of course, they walk in and there's a bunch of like bodies hanging from the walls because we need to be dramatic. Because in case you haven't figured it out by now, Colas is an asshole. And so they get there. Sierra speaks up for herself, even though Nikdos told her not to. I know, shocking that she would speak up. And basically, Colas is like, okay, you're going to kill a dra- Draken. From Kynes Court, Kins Court, who's one of the other primals, um, for not consulting me about getting married before I stopped you. Whatever. 
power tripping. So Sierra kills this Draken. She feels really bad about it. And then she and Nikdos go back to, was it that court? It's, was it Ates? Ates? And his brother Kin? Yeah, and his brother Kin. And so they go back. They bring, or she brings the Draken back to life. Ates realizes what's going on. And Nikdos makes him promise that he won't tell Colas. And you think that they have formed an alliance and they're friends. Ooh. Forgot to mention that when Sira was coming back from the pools with Nectus, she went to go see Nikdos, and she had just had this realization that she was in love with him. And what does she find? Fucking Bessie's, that big ol' primal slut of a hoe, on <laughs> Nikdos's lap. I'm sorry, primal <laughs> slut of a hoe. <laughs> what a name. What a gal. What an insult. Sitting on Nikdos's lap drinking his blood and Sierra could have sworn that they were also boinking so she had this like whole meltdown almost brought the palace down so basically she and Nikdos are fighting although I think they still boink a couple times because whatever so anyways the day comes she gets crowned a bunch of the primals show up it's pretty uneventful nothing really happens but then when they get back there's an attack maybe I can't I don't remember I think they get married first. They do. They do get married. They're and then married. after that, like the next day, I think there's an attack. There's an attack and they're getting attacked by Ken and Ates. So Ates, whatever. Don't even want to pronounce his name because he's a traitor and he betrays them. And he basically steals Sira and takes her to Colas, where we find out that Colas has known all along who she is. And he just needed everything to play out. And I think he was going to remove the embers from her. But then she's like, no, I have Satoria's soul. So not just she is the reincarnation of Satoria, but apparently Satoria's soul is also hanging out with, what's her, her name? Sira's soul, soul yeah. inside of her. And so Cola starts to freak out. And then the book basically ends where she's like looking outside of her gilded cage and she sees a wolf. And what do we know about wolves? They're basically the representation of Nikdos. I almost called them Nectus. Because why wouldn't you have similar sounding names? It was such for, a like, struggle best in the first friends in I have, Even this book, I, like, I'm reading through it. I'm like, Nectus, Nikdos. Wait, who said this? So he's there. So you know that he's come to rescue her. And that's where the book ends. So that was your pretty quick recap. Keep in mind this how many pages was this book? It was 654? 53, I think. 54, 53. We're close. I mean, 652. Anyhow. There we go. That was, a, pages. that was basically a full recap of this book. That's to tell you how much word fluff was in this book. Yes. So we're going to uh, let, – let's do a one-word pronunciation thought on – sum up this book in one word. Wordy. Exhausting. Exhausting. Okay. Wordy. Mhm. Mhm. What's yours I, word? What's what did I word? say in the chat? I don't even remember. It was a good word. I'm blanking right now. You said long or something like that. It's long. Yes, my word is long. This shit was so long. Why did I have to read so much for so little to happen? And it was the same it was the same conversation over and over again. Oh my god, it really was. It really it, was. If we had gotten to the plot points quicker throughout the book, this book could have easily been 400 pages. And we would have still got the spice. 
we would have gotten everything we came for, but no. You know, and this may be a hot take. This may be a hot take. Some people come for the Twisted Sisters because they say they need an editor. There's too much fluff. I feel this book could have greatly, I don't even know if she has an editor, but someone could have quelled down the word count and cleaned up these plot points because the whole book was plot building to get you to a cliff that doesn't, it just, there's no payoff. Everything we learned up until this point had no consequence on the ending of this book. I just felt like it was so much building to go nowhere. Especially, here's a part that really bugs me. At the very beginning of the book, we would find out, like, they would use a specific term. And then suddenly, within the paragraph, she would go into, like, a definition of what that term was and how it was related to the book. For example, what a draken is or a woven or whatever. And it's like, she was just copying out. Like, she was giving you all that information just as words in a paragraph versus, like, gradually introducing you to the topic throughout the series. And so I was, like, in the beginning, doing what I do best, highlighting. So I was like, oh, this is super important. I was highlighting chunks and chunks of paragraphs because, yeah, technically we need to know what this information is. We've already learned what this information is because we were loyal readers and read from Blood and Ash and the book before. So we knew all of this information. So it was just like her, I felt like it was a cheap way for her just to get the other readers up to speed. And Mm -hmm. it immediately put a bad taste in my mouth. And I could have done without it. Like my friend says it best. She is literally a word salad. She just tosses in word salads left and right. And it it gives you fatigue. You're like, well. Yeah. And so, you know, you weren't wrong. This book drops you in. Just like Hilda said in the recap. It drops you in exactly where you left off. And it is disorienting because so much crucial information. And I'll say crucial and non-crucial. Like you feel like this is important information. That's why you were highlighting so much of it is given in the first 50 pages of this book and like it's still that conversation still happening so you're like this is important but i don't there's so much coming at me i don't know how to pick out what's important and what's not and i feel like had that been a little bit more dispersed throughout the book less dialogue there was so much dialogue back and forth and you know i love me some witty banter and a lot of internal dialogue on her end and i was like this is redundant you've already said this we've already experienced this with you let's move on yeah Like, I'm all for character development and inner dialogue when it comes to her thought process and how she's feeling at the moment and how she feels towards Nyctos and Ash, but it was literally the same thing throughout majority of the book until the point she was like, I'm ready to be consort. I want to be consort. And then, boom, my heart's broken. I don't want to be consort. No, I still want to be consort because I still love him. Joke's on me. Yeah, girl. Joke's on all of us because we sat here and listened to all of it. It was a lot of, no one likes me. I was going to kill Nikdos. Oh, but I really love him. Let's do it again. I'm going to run away. But then no one likes me. But I love Nikdos. We're going to do it again. And then I'm going to run away again. It was just like, how many times are you going to fucking run away? And how many times are you going to find shit in the forest that you weren't supposed to find? And your embers glow. And things happen that no one was like, oh, man, that's really strong. And then this whole cycle repeats again. And you're going through the color. Run away. Run to shit you're not supposed to. Embers are really strong. Oh, man. We got to get these out of you. Rip I feel like at one point I had given Sarah praise for how much, how mature she was compared to yes, Poppy. Poppy. But this book, whoa, girl, you like regressed a bit. And I was like, no, why are we going back to this like immature? He loves me. He loves me not. Obviously, he doesn't love you. We know that because of the whole soul. Cardia, yeah. The cardia thing. But like her version of that 
he likes me, he likes me not, he likes me, he likes me not, I like him, I don't like him, I want to fuck him, and then it just continues. It was, it was annoying. <laughs> it was all plot, no payoff to the end. So, I want to say, so the book came out on Tuesday, I started reading a little bit on Tuesday, but then I got really busy like Wednesday, Thursday with work stuff. And so on Wednesday, I think Bridget started texting. She's like, mm, I'm not into this. She was mm-hmm. like, oh. And we were like, well, no, it's because you're sick. You're just not feeling And I was, it. I was like straight up dying with like 104 fever. And Bridget I. was really sick. So I was like, no, you're just sick. I was like, just, just, just keep on reading. And then I got into it. And I think on Friday, I started texting Bridget. I'm you like, know, oh. you guys had convinced me that it was all in my head. <laughs> I gaslit you to thinking. You did. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm totally sick. Like, that's why I'm not into this book. You know, I got to give her some credit. I love J- JLA. Like, you know, I, you know me, I'm a, a diehard fan. Like, once you get me captured in, I'm, that's it. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Like, you sold me on Poppy and Hawk. Not even Ash. Not, not, not Ash. What's his face? Castile. You sold me on Poppy and Hawk. Stayed for Castile and Poppy. And now we're here. Yeah, no. So I think I apologized on Friday. I was like, no, you're right. It, it was a struggle. It was a struggle. It was a struggle because we read this book in less than a week. With a busy week for all of us doing things. And the struggle I had, I feel like I was doing a homework. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta read this. Truly. I gotta finish reading this. Um, so... Let's talk. So you heard us talk about it's all plot. We actually had and look, it's not even all plot. It's all fluff with a little bit of plot and like a little bit of like spice. And all this to say, could I have written this book? No, 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 fuck no, absolutely not. Am I able to do that? No. Do I? Am I qualified to sit here and talk about this book? No. Also, probably not. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Of course. Are we judgy McJudgersons? Absolutely. Yes. One hundred percent. No hate to JLA girl. You keep doing your thing. I'm Will still we continue read it. read it? Yeah, I am of a little, course. I'm a little like we, we I'm a little jaded, but like mm-hmm. I'm still gonna read your books. Uh, I don't know. I feel like this to me, this even took a turning point where I'm like, I'm still on team. Like, am I gonna, you know, DNF the series? But I, I like to get second chances. If you, you know, the fact, yeah. the fact that we know it's just a trilogy and we only have one book left. That is the only reason that I will not DNF but, the series. However, if she came back and she's like, no, I'm going to make it five books, I'd be like, uh-uh. Fuck that. We're, I'd be we're so done. mad. I, I know how this ends. I know how it ends. Okay, so how many books left do we have total between the two series? I think three. So I know, I think it's from Blood and Ash 5 is next. Yeah. Then it'll go back to this. I don't think we have any release dates or updates. I was trying to trying to do some research, you know, like a, a real journalist podcaster would do, <laughs> um, just so I could come with the facts. But it was a little hard to find. So I think what I had seen in the comments of someone's other post saying that it was uh, from Blood and Ash 5 would be next. I mean, to it me, makes sense. I'm doing it for you guys. I'm doing it for our fans out there. You know, we've set you up in this journey and we're going to end it. And I'm going to end it with you. Yeah. We'll read through it. Sorry about putting you on this journey. Not to keep bitching, but the fact that we had a real hard time being like, what are the main plot points that happened? There was boinking. It was good boinking. It was great. That actually, she did that great. I really enjoyed that. It was highs and lows because those were great highs and then it was just like boring, 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 chat, 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 boinking. I can't lie. I was literally reading to get to that point. 
I was like, okay, speedery, speedery, speedery. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Oh, finally, Spice enjoyed that part of the book. Mm-hmm. And then just kept speed reading, speed reading, because literally there was no other plot until like the very end, I feel like. Right. Yeah. Like, and I texted travel- you guys at the end, what the fuck? Because I was pissed when I finished this at 12 o'clock last night. That was pretty funny. <laughs> so so the question is, was it worth the read, Hilda? Yes or no? I mean, it was worth the read because it's part of a series that I want to finish. Was this I did book not, worth I the did read? Not, yes or no? <laughs> I did not particularly enjoy this book. I feel like you could read the first couple of chapters and then just the end and you'll know what's going on. Like you don't need the middle. If you mm-hmm. just want to find That's if fair. you just want to find the spicy scenes because uh-huh. those were good. Those are very good. Yeah, but you like if you just read the beginning and the end you're not going to miss out on anything. Valid. Was this Bridget. book worth the read? Uh, yes I no? say no. I say no. I, I no don't as well. think it moved anything from the last book. She I still has the embers. They're still doing it. That's how I feel. And I also believe the things that we have gotten out of this book, which is like literally nothing, we've already inferred from previous books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so I this appreciated book to me was. Eh. Yeah. So you say no. I say listen to the recap, <laughs> which at, up until this point, but for 24 minutes of this so far has been us bitching, which I apologize. But them's the facts, baby. <laughs> like that's, that's just what it is. JL, don't come for us because we still love you. Yeah. We do. We do. We do. We're just being, we're being your honest friends. All right, so we talked about it before. Some major things that happened. We tried to find them. Again, we said it before, lots of great sexy scenes. Go read those out. It, they happen, I feel like, almost every 50 pages or so. Like, there's there's a lot throughout. So it's not like it happens a lot in the beginning or the end. It's well throughout, which is nice. Sarah runs away a lot. She runs Does away she? a lot. Yeah. I feel like she only ran away once. I feel like it's like three. Uh, feels like forever. It's she's not so much that she runs away. She's constantly going to places she's not supposed to be. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Where it feels like she's running away. They're like, don't do this thing. And they're like, oh, she's like, no. I'm You're on the rise. Yes, right. She does that. It was a, it was very strong callbacks to Poppy, who does that also. So it is it is fun to see those similarities arise. But I just felt like for being so far removed from that bloodline, it almost felt like Poppy would be her direct descendant because they're so similar. Which I know they say in From Blood and Ash when Neek just meets her, he's like, oh, you're so much like her. Which I appreciated the callbacks to that. It feels a little heavy-handed. Like, yes. I feel That's like her grandmother. Be, like, I it's feel not like, that far removed. Is it? I feel like there was like a different lineage. No, her dad is Mal- Mal- Malik's Ma- brother. Malik? Malik's Malik? Brother. Malik. Alone? No, that's the – I have no idea. Iroh. <laughs> Iroh. Is it? No. That's Who the, the fuck knows? That's Anyhow. another thing. She yes. did hit us with a pronunciation guide in the beginning, which I appreciate. But did I internalize it was very long. any of gone. those names? No, because I'm like, I haven't read this book yet. <laughs> I don't know where they are. So, and I'm glad you said that, Caitlin, because every single time I see the pronunciation guide, I'm like, ooh, great. Now I'll know how to say this book. But as I'm reading it, it is so far, like, in the back of my head because I saw it at the beginning of the book. I don't even reference it. But the only time that I really loved when they – I like when they put it in the book, like how we learned how yes. to say Feyre's name in Akatar was because she had, I think her sister pronounce her name and be like, hey, Feyre, and she spelt it out the way we're supposed to pronounce it. And I was like, now I know how to pronounce that name. 
I, I feel like, like normalize just throwing some parentheses with a phonetic spelling next to that name the first time we read it. And it's Would sticks. that take you out of the book? I don't think it would take me out of the book. It'd no, like, I would oh, honestly okay. love it. But- I'm going to put this poll in, in our Instagram. We also found out because there were similarities in the first book where they were talking to Colas's first love, Satoria, and you were led to believe, is Sarah a reincarnation of Satoria? Are they the same person? So in this book, we found out that they are not the exact same. She does not look as similar to her. They do have some, I think, like some similarities in the hair, but that's kind of where it ends. She has Satoria's soul is how that comes out. And I think during extreme uh, extreme emotional ranges, you'll see that come out a little bit where she says, it wasn't my voice that spoke, but it was hers and it was full of vengeance. So you believe that that's Satoria. Right. So we come to believe she has two soul- souls in her body, her own, and then Satoria's. Yeah. Um, but we won't know unless she dies. Right. Right. And I will say a plot point. <laughs> you know, something that was very cleared up at the end, which I'm like, this would have been maybe raise the stakes a little bit more had it been clearly laid out that Nikdos's father did these things on purpose. And maybe you guys knew this already and I just had forgotten, but he hid the embers of life in someone who also had Satoria's soul. Like this was purposely done so that if Colas were to ever find them, he would not be able to, or would have really strong feelings of guilt killing the person that he loved knowing that they had the embers. So it was basically like a giant fuck you from, uh, Nikos' dad. I was trying to remember his name, and I'm like, something with an E. I mean, yes, but then it also came and backfired against Ash because he also deeply cares for Sarah and does not want to kill her and take her embers. So, But I don't think Ethos intended for Nikdos to kill her. It was something think, that uh, Cal... I think he intended for the embers to always be with Nikdos because Nikdos would love this person. I don't honestly I don't Right. Remember. I think it was like a fail safe. Like if they were yeah. always supposed to meant to be for Nikos, but should Kolos get it, Satoria would sort of protect it or add a precautionary layer. It would make him pause before he did it. It's the best I could say. Which is kind of what he did. So let's talk about the scene where Sira walks in on Nikdos oh, we're going for it. Okay. With Vessies. Okay. So Bridget texted me. She's like, hurry up. There's something I need to talk about. And I was like, uh, I'm going as fast as I can. So finally on Sunday, I sent her the text. Let me pull it up. Because <laughs> it was pretty good. It was all caps. I figured Hilda would be closer to the spot versus Caitlin because I knew we were traveling Caitlin. So I was like, okay, I need to talk about this. And someone needs to be close to the spot. I I, I wanted to vomit. Like I, I will say that I did capture me, and I did feel, I did feel some things here. I wasn't a cold hearted bitch on this part. I was like, I, this, this rake. Who is he to do this? Who don't know? I absolutely despise the cheating trope. I, it's for me, it's a DNF. It's a hard like nope fuck this i'm done like if i find out a book has cheating on it especially like the main male character or the male female character is cheating on that person for someone else hard pass not into it so this is this was how the conversation went he better not be fucking cheating on her (laughs) 
And then Bridget's like, finally, you get to this part. My heart broke. And I'm like, motherfucker, what is happening? (laughs) Okay, don't talk to me. I need to read. My heart is in my throat. My heart is in my throat. (laughs) And then I was like, I want to save all my anger for the recording tonight. But what the fuck? He did not explain why so far. And they're off to go see Colas. Fucking bullshit. He's off the list. He's off the fucking list. (laughs) I really love this dramatic retelling. At this Bravo. point, I had already finished the book, so I knew the end of how, you know, how this played out. But Hilda, your reaction was on point. I was ready to chuck the book. I was like, I'm done with Ash. He's not worth it. Mr. Perfect is no longer perfect. Like, this is what he was hiding this entire time. Like, That's another part that really bothered me. When you found, oh, yes, that part was dramatic and it broke my heart. And I was really bothered by the fact, I'm like, how is this man doing this? What bothered me was the fact that he didn't even explain himself. Like, yes, he thank just, you. He looked at her and he was just like, mm, and I was like, fuck you. And she has an epic meltdown, meltdown. breakdown. And he I wouldn't knows. even say meltdown. He knows he why. Because he saw her. And this is another fluffy talk point where we had to wait forever to get some kind of closure. She's like, we got to talk about it. And he's like, no. I have nothing to talk about with you. And she's she, like, the fuck we don't. And he's like, nope, not talking about it. And you're like, she why? She went into stasis for three days. She almost brought down the House of Hades or uh-huh. whatever on top of them. Like, it was fucking major. And he's like, yeah, we're not going to talk about it. I don't owe you an explanation. I think that's also one of the bigger parts that bugs me the most. Not only just, like, the fact that she caught him in that position. is like, his response to it was just like, yeah. me. Knowing that she blew, like she was about to blow up this entire house of his. She almost destroyed the world. So we come to find out that Vessie's, what did I call her? That primal slut of a Slut bingo. of a hoe. Slut <laughs> of a hoe. So Vessie's, the primal slut of a hoe, has always had a thing for Nikdos. And so apparently, I guess she was having Sarah followed or she was having the gods that were watching Sierra follow. She was following him and she followed him to the mortal realm for when she Sierra turned 17 and it was supposed uh, yes. to be the day that she was taken by the consort as the consort by Nikdos. Vessies followed Ash to the mortal realm or whatever when he was summoned and then she saw everything that was going on and then the following day she confronted Nikdos and was like I know about your mortal consort, bitch. So, like, in order for me not to out you, you're going to do something for me. And then she's like, I'm going to, I want to feed on you, which to them, it's a very intimate experience because it easily turns into pain or pleasure. And usually we saw it with Poppy and and Castile. Castile, that, you know, if you have a mate or a lover, you reserve that for them. So we already know that Sarah. And Nikdos, even though he can't actually love, he fed on her before and he would probably want to do that with her versus Vessies. And so to me, that was like betrayal. I was like, well, he never, well, he never talked about him drinking from Vessies, but obviously she's drinking from him. She's, she's assaulting him for lack of a better word and blackmailing him. All sorts of wrong things. So eventually though, he ends up telling her like what happened because he just didn't want Colas finding out that he had a consort. No, um, let me ask you this because I was reading to catch up. I was a little behind from a couple days of travel. Did did you guys think that that was a good explanation of what happened? Or I'm just no. talking about the writing. Or did you think 
that like we're kind of just glossing over this answer and like you got your answer moving on to the next plot point because I don't feel like it was well developed enough for me to care not care understand what I I was reading there was a miss and the miss would have been explaining how important it is to feed on an individual as a god and creating that intimate bond I know they kind of alluded to the fact when she had to he had to feed from her initially but it was like was it an ash preference thing or is it actually like an overall primal god or god preference like i think they were missing that information and so when it happened you, and then also nobody really understood if it was supposed to be a sexual assault or not and there was just pieces missing that if it was written differently it could have been a lot more impactful even i think her backstory when they're like someone else is explaining that oh she liked nikdos but she was really after colas all this time and this is the way Nikdos to protect nikdos and i'm like yeah what what i didn't get any of that from the first time i read this i feel that if they like fine i understand it had to like lead to some drama but if he had explained himself after like she woke up from like her breakdown like once she you know he was talking or she was like talking to him again it would have made more sense but he was like it's not that big of a deal but it is a big deal but the explanation that you offered is actually really not that big of a deal it just it didn't it didn't feel like it went in the right direction yeah i agree like it just it didn't it was kind of like oh okay I mean, I'm mad at him, but... It was a wrap-up. It was a wrap-up for you to move on from it. Because, you know, Mr. Green Flag can't have a red flag for too long. (laughs) Like a yellow warning flag? Oh, I have another um, note that I sent Bridget. Um... Oh, I love this. I feel like we should have, like, from the actor's corner. (laughs) Bridget reading a dramatic interpretation of a text to Bridget. Or Hilda reading a dramatic interpretation. It was Saturday at 7.35 a.m. Um, he drank blood above her clit. (laughs) (laughs) Did not. (laughs) LOL. King of virgins. This is my first was not. I did not see this. So Wait, this is one of my favorites. She goes. <laughs> this is from Hilda at on Saturday at 4.15 p.m. I need to stop laughing as to say this. She's like, I'm at the dollar store version underground pool scene. You know what? I think Daddy Nikos is getting off the list. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I thought you were going to have another dramatic reading. No. <laughs> now you drink blood. And you guys know Hilda's like a vampire lover. So I was like, this should be I red mean, rally. This is what you like, no? I I just, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. I, I mean, I've heard about like the femoral artery. And I guess maybe thinking back to like from Blood and Ash, Castile has done it. But I was just kind of like. You're like, he could have gotten more creative. What? Yeah, he just, you know, could have happened from a different place. Just saying. Um, Sorry, Daddy uh, Nikto's here. So, that situation was not up to par for Hilda. So, going back to this, 
Caitlin, I'm sorry if I'm going to give you more homework, but I think Daddy Nikdos is off the list. That's okay. It's fair. Um, but who's replacing him? That's the so important I question. I So, you know, we have our list and our alternates. Yeah, who's on your alternate list? Let me pull up pull it up what I got. Like you guys don't keep a running a running tab of uh who's on your your white shoes and alternates? I haven't decided. I'm like do I want Kane? Top 8. You had Wrath, Rune, Commander Rip, Monroe. Monroe. Oh, that's from Kings that? of Quarantine. Okay, I'm like, who's that? I Caitlin, I think, well, me. I was going to say maybe he's up your alley, but he's not like the funny one. But he's uh, blonde. Uh, I don't he's a Viking. Love a blonde. Oh, okay. Well, maybe. Maybe just blonde Vikings in particular. So <laughs> I think I told Bridget, I was like, maybe I'll just add Mr. Darcy to the list as a placeholder <laughs> until I figure out who I'm going to replace him with. Um, yeah, this is a big important thoughts we need to talk about. <clears throat> yeah, I don't I don't know. Cause I was like, you know, I really love Leon, but mm-hmm. I want Leon to be my best friend. Mm. That's fair. Mm. I don't think I necessarily want to hook up with Leon. And then I no, was you like, want Wrath. Go for Wrath. And then I was like, well, I don't know, maybe I want Kane. Wrath? From Kingdom of the Fear? Wrath? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Over Yours. Commander Rip? <laughs> So Commander Rip, I was like, oh, Commander Rip. But all see, that, I think All my Wrath, dirty talk dreams. Yeah. Me, Wrath and Rip are the same person. Just one specializes in dirty talk and one specializes in pretty good speciality. The bed. The thing is, I can't get over the little, like, horns over the eyebrows. Oh, you'll get over it. She's like, you'll get over it right underneath it. Yep. You'll get over it. You'll get on it. You'll get all over it. Okay. I think, I think commander rip is on the list and daddy nikdos bye bye all right i will i will make a note to update the why choose so stay tuned now another thing i want to talk about is the ending because my dramatic interpretation of this when i finished this book last night at 12 o'clock was what the fuck did i just read because (laughs) (laughs) nothing it was nothing you read it the ending and I, i i want again i said it before this all this plot and chitty chat 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 up to a spot that had nothing, nothing to do with how it ended. So how it ended is that Colas has taken Sarah and is going to take the embers from her. And right before he does so, he realizes that she she tells him that I have Satoria's soul in me. So he's kind of like, why? Questioning his life choices. Do I take it? Do I not? It's my love. I love her. What, what are we dealing with here? And she looks out the window and she sees a wolf, a white wolf. That's like another thing that kind of annoys me because obviously it's super important, but they don't really explain it throughout the book. What the fuck? Where did this wolf come from? I read it two pages before in a line of a prophecy that I did not know in the first two books because even Hilda said, did this prophecy just get longer as I'm reading it? I feel like it did, right? It did because even Calum was like, now Calum is the bad guy who does have a crossover into from Blood and Ash in the most recent book he makes an appearance. And even then, he's like, oh, this part's not widely known. And it's something about a wolf. And, you're, and then all of a sudden, Ash is a wolf? A fucking wolf? Like, where? Where did this come from? Honestly, I completely forgot about the significance of that until I was, like, just sitting here minding my own business. And I go, wait a second. Isn't someone, like, created the wolven? And I'm pretty sure it was Niktos. He, like, is able to transfer. But why? why? He's a word. primal. Just primal your ass over there and shoot ether out your fingers. <laughs> and you're fine. 
So she had a vision at some point, and I can't remember when. I think it might have been like when she was knocked out after she got taken. Where she had a couple of visions. Yeah, and she um was at her lake as like a kid or something or she saw the wolf in her vision and then when she like resurfaced from the water in the lake she saw ash standing there and that was like the moment where you were supposed to realize oh the wolf is ash and ash is the wolf we know that from from blood and ash because every single time there's a statue of um Niktos, there's also a wolf next to him to um signify the relationship between well, the woven and Niktos hmm. and if the wolf is in front of him and it's depicted as a white wolf that is his embodiment of the wolf because he's able to become a wolf and that's how wolves were created it goes um, back to like the Caillou wolves yes like okay. the original okay. creation of the wolven was from Niktos now let me just say what you're saying makes sense that would have been helpful to reread in this book right right that's because what I'm like, saying like I completely forgot about it. I was like, great, what the fuck? Awesome. <laughs> Maybe JLA forgot about it too and she just added in a random vision. No, because all I would have assumed, I, I really would tell you that is correct, except for the fact that all of the images, there's a little crescent with the wolf. There, there It's in the cover yeah, page. The, which was very witchery to me. Just so Very or much like witchery. Very witchery and very Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, right? I saw it too and I was like, that feels like a knockoff, but whatever. Um, but even like in the chapters, you know how they have like the little embellishment. It's also that same thing. So she knew what she was doing. She just didn't want to tell us. Yeah, that would have been helpful to remember because I always I am misremembering apparently that Nikdos and the wolf. I just thought that symbolized the relationship that he made them, not that he was them. It it was briefly mentioned when Poppy Castile and Kieran. Kiernan were in um the museum and he they were explaining to her because you know she always asks all these questions like why are you asking all these questions that is poppy and they explained it to her depending on the placement of the wolf in the image or the depicted depiction of um Niktos either is him depicted as the wolf or his relationship with the wolven hmm okay I'm gonna chalk it up to my bad memory then it's either a hit or miss like it was like very but again like that would have been useful in your chitty chat 600 pages before this someone could have (laughs) casually mentioned that she like randomly talked about the wolf as well like one or one they talked about like seeing a caillou wolf and i was like ooh, okay we're gonna get like into wilvin wilvin and it was just like she kept seeing one but nobody would ever say why it was important until like the very end and then she sees it again you're like okay even the hawk like we kept seeing a hawk, a silver hawk, and he's like, "No, you couldn't have seen that." Well, in the my woods. dad was a silver hawk. So did she say that? No, Nick just is dad. Nick just did, yeah, yeah. That like, was take his... on like the form of whatever. Okay, so I did want to talk about Ector because so there was that one scene in book one where the baker is strangling her in the bathtub. I forget what his name is because it was the guy that like knew Gemma. They pull him off of Sarah. And Ector accidentally kills him. Accidentally. Too quickly. Yeah, we were thinking this is a thing. So we thought Ector was potentially a traitor. Nope, he just dies in this book. He gets chopped up into a lot of pieces. Yeah. uh, Which was pretty terrible. Did you guys, he got like eaten. Well, he got, he got chopped up. And impaled. And impaled. And then when she tried to bring him back with Rambers. the Diakis. Yep. Munched him up. It was kind of gross. I felt bad. Sorry, Ector, that you're not a traitor. 
Sorry, I thought the worst of you. Right. Did anyone else feel like the characters, like the sub-characters that we love and grew to new in the past book, kind of just like was feeling off this entire thing? I know it was, it was meant to be because we were supposed to be feeling that same type of hate that she was feeling, like discomfort because she thought everybody hated her. But I was also just like, I kind of missed that like side character banter no, that was I going on. No, I just think they're not well developed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. You know. Just trying to give the girls some credit. I feel like you're trying to be nice, but mm, I didn't care for them as much. And something I had noted actually is this had a couple, a couple decently done battle scenes. And I don't want to say decently done, but like they're deep. Not to say that were not decently done, but there are pretty big battle scenes a couple times in them. And I just want to call out Sarah J. Mass because I feel like no one does an intensely powerful battle scene better than her. Because None. reading this, I'm like, oh. There's people hanging from the bodies, the rafters. Oh, like I don't care about why. Why am I caring? Make me care. I love reading a battle scene and able to visualize it to the T. And I, I was skim reading at this point because it, to me, it just wasn't forming in my head. You know why? And then because of the dialogue, nice. it was too much chatting with Sion and this and Eos is back. It, it was too much talking between them. So you didn't properly understand the intensity of what was happening in the battlefield before you because it was it was too much talking too much did talking. ios did ios get ascended or no she just she wasn't dead yet so. we don't know she was dead and came back but i don't recall her status level she was still asleep by the time the end of the book happened because she woke up immediately went into right but her bell sleep. was already kind of a higher level than her when she was ascended to them, Belle became a primal. So I don't think she was – I feel like she just would have become a god. She went from a godling to a god maybe. She was yeah, never a godling. She's she a god. She was always a god. I don't Ew. know. I guess we'll maybe we'll find out in book three. See, again, I don't know. Um, okay. Also, I feel like a little hierarchy right after that pronunciation guide would have been helpful again. <laughs> Say this every time. Look, we got godlings. We got You mortals. know who did? The demis. And- it was Neon Gods. You know, yes. that, that graphic where they show yes. you what everybody's status is and how they in, are related to each other and who's married to who. That would have been perfect. Yeah. Absolutely would have been. Yeah. And I don't remember the names of any of these primals or like what they oversee Mm-mm. or like where they live or like what they do. Right. Because I'm not introduced to them until that exact minute. There's a sentence on them and then I'm off to the next one. It's too much. It's too much. Ooh, what'd you guys think about the coronation? Anyone else felt it very lacking? Yep. I kept waiting for the shoe to drop. Right. Because it was well, I very think the- bland. We're getting coronated. Everyone's real sappy. It looks so beautiful. And I kept waiting for like shit to go down. Someone to come charging in. Someone to come attacking. I don't know why. I was just like, this is... I think the only like significant thing there was the title that he gave her. And right. the meeting of Kella, 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 Kela? the Kela? goddess Kela, yes. the Kela. goddess of her name. who originally removed the embers. Yes, Kela. Mm-hmm. Who like pointed to her chest, and I thought she was saying like, "Oh, now you're consorted. Like I'm giving him his cardia back. Like I'll, his love is gonna come back because you guys." Is she the one that took him? Took his? Cardia? No, it was someone else. That was a hard to figure out. I was like, "What's going on here?" Because there's, there's just so many things. Yeah. Uh, ha- okay. So, th- 
thoughts on book three, which is not written yet. Obviously, he's already there. He's going to try to save her. Is she going to end up going into the culling? So here's the thing. Is he going to try to, like, ascend her? Uh, Obviously. But there's so much that needs to happen in book Mm -hmm. three that I'm like, how are we going to get to it? We could have sped up the timeline in book two, Mm -hmm. gotten past this point of her being saved by um, Niktos so we can move into how are we solving the problem at hand, which is – is she going to die? Is she being ascended? What's going to happen to the embers? How is she getting into the position that Colas is being put to sleep? Mm-hmm. And then she is also sleeping and Niktos is in his state where he is awake and not a- and he goes to sleep in order to talk to Poppy. Well, like we, we have to get to that point. And- we, don't, we don't need to get to that point. We need to get to the point where they defeat Colas and they put him to sleep. Because we're, yeah, we're, not get, we're not going to get to Niktos talking to poppy because they also have like two kids in between right but what i'm saying is like we have to get to the point where they are sleeping themselves because they have to defeat colas and then i guess at some point have kids and go to sleep yeah but we don't have to go that far no but i would like to to know like in the pro like the epilogue like it happens i agree i feel like at this book she should have gone through the calling or ascended or whatever that was going to be should have happened here to prepare them for their big battle against right that's what i'm saying there's there has to be an entire battle she is so close to finishing the culling. Girlfriend, yeah, she's like on the last leg of it. Last girl, breath of it feels like. She can't, like one more outburst and something's going to happen. There's the stakes not, are high. Yeah, there's not a lot of wiggle room when he shows up to obviously to rescue her. So like what's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I, my worry is that she's got so much to wrap up. And it doesn't even need to be fully wrapped up because maybe we can get to some of the the plot holes in the From Blood and Ash series. But I just feel like there's so much to wrap up and I want it to be wrapped up well. Like, I don't want it to be just, like, grazed over. Like, okay, we solved right. that problem. Now on to the next problem. I got to button that up and on to the next one. Keep in mind, this this book that we just read was 652-ish pages. Oh, my God. It was, it was never so long. And there was barely any plot that came through, like, any important plot points. And there's so many important things that need to come out of book three in order to impact the From Blood and Ash series. So how long is this book going to be? Better have good boink. You know what? This I think the boinking saved to this book for me. It did. But even then, I was so angry because I'm like, what did I read? <laughs> what happened that I didn't already think was going to happen? You know what I think missed with some of the spice in this book was the good old angst that came along with poppy and hawk and stuff like that like i felt it a lot the first book in um a site but this one it just kind of fell flat oh there was like a shadow hands oh yeah i forgot about that yeah shadow dick kind of thing happened shadow something was happening there i wasn't quite clear on what what was that it was shadow fingers was it i don't know i just thought it was a shadow presence i put a lot of pressure somewhere and we Still don't know exactly what it was. Cold. I remember it's cold. And I was thinking like, ooh, that sounds uncomfortable. Interesting. Shadow hands and shadow appendages are in right now. Yeah. Everyone's doing them. Like literally doing them. Truly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So do you guys have any other thoughts on this book? We covered off all the plot points. The embers are still within her. They don't really have a good plan to take her out. She dies either way. Good boinks. Too much talky-talky. Not a whole lot happens. Yeah. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. I have nothing else to give. You don't. Uh, Sorry, JLA. Sorry to anyone who read this, because I was actually on the 
at one o'clock in the morning when I finished because I still was like I had all this displaced anger and I'm like did someone what are the people saying so I went to Amazon reviews now I know people are able to review these books before they even come out which I think is a cop out you can't be like oh it's so exciting can't wait to read it if it hasn't even come out don't leave a review yes annoys me but there's only like three people that rated it a three star it was in the thousands five stars straight across Yes, I was very concerned about this as well. I thought after I read it and I started looking at the reviews, I kept seeing all these five stars. I was like, maybe it's just me. Maybe I truly was so sick. I hated this book. Like I wasn't enjoying anything left and right. But no, you guys also kind of had the same thoughts and feelings. So I feel very And we validated. didn't really talk about it. We really saved besides. Well, because I finished it. on uh, <laughs> blood draining placements. We really didn't talk about it. <laughs> At all, other than no. my outburst, and we, we try to save it for yeah. you know, fresh thoughts and feelings here. So, you know, this is a good time to say, what did you guys think? Are we in the wrong? Were we Are we too harshly judging this this masterpiece by JLA? Please head to our Instagram, booktalkmaybe underscore pod, and let us know. Are we super wrong? Are we right on the par? Where are we? Where are you with this book? I did get – we did do – a one-word answer uh, story on the chat, and someone had said the book was intense. And I really want to know, what part were you at? Right? What part of this was super intense for you? Because I need so, to I'm know. I'm hoping it's a sexy scene, so you're like, ooh, this is intense. Yeah, because I definitely said wordy. Yeah, <laughs> you did. I uh, said exhausting. I said long. It's long. This thing is fucking long. <laughs> Anywho, you can also head over to our Instagram, to our Thanksgiving appreciation post. We did kick off with that, you know, amongst all the hate, but we did give some love to our readers and you can enter to win something through our thankful for you giveaway. So head over to our Instagram, like comment, tag a friend for an extra chance to win and we'll see who wins. We'll announce it in our IG stories later on, but more details to follow. First giveaway. uh Uh-huh. First giveaway. uh Uh-huh. Yay. We just did a little hell roll. Hilda just stared at me. <laughs> She's like, that wine's excited. hitting you, huh? Very excited. Podcast wine, always. Always podcast wine. All right. Now, we did get some love off the top, but I did want to give some love to someone who took some time out of their day to leave us a review. So I wanted to say thank you so much to Mood Reader. She left us a wonderful review sharing her thoughts and feelings. And we always welcome the thoughts and feelings, so please head over to Apple Podcasts. Drop us a review. Did you love it? Did you hate it? We'll take all. We'll take all. We can, we're big girls. We can do some criticism. Yeah. But we also really want love, just prefacing that. So please take a moment. Leave us a review. Um, we'll give you a shout out and some love in return. Um, and I just want to point out that Mood Reader is also asking for Crescent City. So how's that 12-1 deadline working yeah, for you, that Bridget? Is rapidly approaching. Guys, I, I've planned it. It's happening. The books are downloaded onto my Kindle. They're thick boys. Like they are thick bad boys. But I just have to remind myself that I just sat through 652 pages <laughs> of this book and I know I can make it through that one. So stay tuned. It will happen. Who knows? The Maybe I'll give you some live deliver. reactions. We gotta we deliver. We have to redo our schedule for 2023. No, or it's maybe. on there. We've talked about it. That's why she has a deadline, which is again rapidly approaching. No, you see, the deadline was purely just out of you guys kept harassing me and I just oh, threw a date yeah. out there and I was like fine I'll get it done by the end of the year 12-1 hold me to it because you know you know I'm a procrastinator like I need a hard deadline for you guys to be like Bridget go read 
and then I'm going to go read. Yeah, so for everyone who's DM'd us saying, when are you going to cover Crescent City? Please know Bridget is the holdup. And I tell everybody. With words of encouragement to get this girl through this book because we know, we know. It starts off with a bang. There's a little bit of a lull, and boy, does she ramp up after that. Bridget is going to flip her shit at the end, and I'm so Well, excited. the second one, too. The, oh, second, the second one, yes, one. but yeah, the first yeah. one's also very good. So much crying. Keep convincing me. Maybe I'll get some willpower to, like, start it after this podcast. You know what? The day that this – if this gets spoiled for you before <laughs> you read it, I'm just going to be so pissed. You I'm have gonna- to be impressed. That I have been I able to dodge the spoilers really, for this long. People yeah. are not being loosey goosey. Like, they're loosey goosey with this now. Like, they're just jumping yep. into it on, on TikTok. And every time I the see it, I'm like, thing, oh, I hope sweet baby Bridget has not seen this. The only thing I know about this book is the face sitting part. And that's Which is like, such a small part. <laughs> but it seems like, like the biggest thing because everyone was talking about it. Like Pictures were going up about it. And I was like, oh, am I into this? Yeah, I'm into this. Let's yeah, read this book. And then I just, you know, okay, it, well, the, you the hype died. have your homework. It is on Bridget, or it's on Hilda's and a Christmas wish list that we're able to discuss <laughs> Crescent City with you. All right, guys. I think that's it for us tonight. If uh, you liked anything you heard tonight, again, please drop into our DMs. Talk to us. You can find us at booktalkmeanme underscore pod. And, of course, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts on Apple Music and Spotify. All right, guys. That's it for us tonight. Have a good night, have a good Thanksgiving, and a good holiday season. Bye. Bye. Bye.